Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this quick shot of romance is Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Becky. Um, So on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing The Sweet Spot by Adriana Locke. This is a standalone small town romance. This is published by Montlake, which is a subsidiary of Amazon. And I feel like that's important because I think that plays into the review a little bit on this. I would agree. Okay, go ahead and read us the synopsis from Goodreads. She wants forever. He plays it day by day. They're both wishing for the best. In USA Today's best-selling author, Andrea Lockley's charming and sexy, hopefully ever after romance. Single mom Palmer Clark will not be sidelined by the new man in town. Sure, the honey-tongued baseball legend is gorgeous, loves puppies, and has charmed his way into the community's heart, but Palmer craves stability. Nothing about Cole says forever, so why is he so hard to resist? Cole is swinging through town to visit his parents when he meets the kind of down-to-earth distraction he's been looking for since retiring from the majors. True, his long-term relationship score is zero, but even though Raising his average with Palmer seems impossible. It's worth a shot. As promising as the summer nights are, fate turns small town dreams upside down and some lessons are learned the hard way. But having faith in love and choosing hope over fear might get Palmer and Cole to the sweet spot they're looking for. So this was released November 29th of 2022. This is a small town single mom, sports romance, meet cute, instant connection. Put out percentage was 51%. I did listen to the audiobook of this. It is done by Teddy Hamilton and Stella Hunter. And you just read it, right? Correct. I believe it's it's in KU with free audio though. No, it's in KU. It's a dollar ninety-nine for the audio. It's okay. not part of it. Um Okay. So I do want to talk about the audio. I want to give a little bit of an audio review and then we'll get into the book. So I did listen to the audio of this book and I'm a huge Teddy Hamilton fan. He read Wild by Sawyer Bennett. I love him. I love him. I, this is the second book I've recently done that he and Stella do together and I didn't love it. Um, She has a very soft way that she speaks and he comes in with a really dynamic, forceful, gruff voice and they're both kind of mid range. So they bleed into each other a little bit. And I just don't think they pair well together. I actually found myself hating them together so much that I ended up turning off the audio and going and just reading the book. So this was not a pairing, a matching that I'm that I love. And this is, like I said, second book in recent weeks that was the two of them. And I don't know what it is between them. I just don't love it just doesn't work for you it doesn't and again audio narrators are so subjective because there is one that i'm not a fan of that most people are like he can read me the grocery list and i'm like i don't even want him to read the directions on the shampoo bottle (laughs) so it's it's just it's subjective it was it is so anyway so let's talk about this book like we said this is published by motley typically adriana Locke 
um, is an indie published author, but she has had a few books that she's done with Montlake. Now, I feel like this book had what I have started to call the trad pub sheen. I I would agree. And we talked about this, like, because this was my first book by her. Like, she's been on my TBR for a while. So I wasn't, like, <sighs> overly impressed. No, it was, like, everything felt muted. My biggest complaint of this book was it has this great meet cute. I agree. It is funny. Um, Cole approaches Palmer in the town, small town diner takes place in Ohio. Both Jenny and I live in Ohio. We know exactly what area they're talking about. Um, Small town diner. And he kind of was bet by his friend that he couldn't get her number. And cause he sees her when she walks in, he's like, Ooh, she's pretty. And they're funny and the meat cute is is funny and she really holds him to task because she is not going to give him her number. She, in fact, gives her friend Val, who's the waitress, gives him her number. And when right. he calls it, Val's phone rings <laughs> and he's like, really, you didn't even give me like I wouldn't have caught on. Um, So there was so, that was really funny. Uh, yeah, the banter like in the first few chapters is on point yeah but the more this couple was together on page the more i felt like their spark died i i agree like it just kind of fizzled out for me um i also so let's talk about palmer a little bit because i felt like she was a really great character you know small town girl not an easy life has stayed in her small town horrible dating history she tends to pick yeah. men that are in need of a mother more than they're in need of a girlfriend um, yeah she's and she and she's like caring for like she's pretty much lived her entire life caring for someone else yeah. um her so mother she's done with that her mother died when she was young her dad raised her her dad suffered through alcoholism and she just didn't have the best childhood. Got pregnant young, has a young son who is 12. Um, his dad is a hot freaking mess and unavailable <laughs> in any way. But Stella or Palmer, because she is so caring and used to being a caregiver, she doesn't have a backbone. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. She doesn't, like, stand up for what she wants. Like, she's always putting everyone else's needs and wants above hers. Which you get as a mom. Like, you expect that as a mom. Um, but this was even over and above her little guy. Right. Like, she, yeah, because she, like, she kind of covers up. I mean, I'm not sure that's the right wording, but like she smooths over like the stuff with um, her son's father, like so he doesn't look like as bad as what he actually is to their son. Right. She doesn't lie to him, but she constantly is covering for him, picking up the pieces he dropped, even I mean, to the detriment of her own self-esteem. Right. And I struggled with that. Because I felt like we never got to a point that she had a character arc that she was like, 
backbone. I am yes. going to stand up for myself. I am going to be more transparent with what's going on with dad. And my son is 12 and he has to realize that sometimes some people don't show up for you. Right. And her, her son like kind of points that out to her repeatedly, like, Hey, I'm not little anymore. Um, and she, she's still, I mean, yeah, again, the mom thing, like you're always going to baby your babies, but yeah, it just, it, it felt too much. And what happened was, is I felt like it had, it had these, some plot points, like her getting a backbone or her dealing with her coworkers, um, that we never really got to explore. That would yeah, add would depth agree. to who she was. Yes. Because even, yeah, with the coworkers, it was the same thing. Like, it would have been nice to see her, like, get a backbone and even have, like, a little spat with them. I just wanted someone, and that's the other thing, too. I wanted someone to stand up for her. And no one ever stands up for her and she never stands up for herself. Yes, I agree. So let's talk about Cole. He is recently retired from professional baseball. He was a catcher. Um, top of his game when he retired, he had a shoulder injury. But there is something else lurking under the surface as to why he retired. And we do not find out that reason right. until the last 10% of the book. Is it really that far? Yeah, it's pretty far in because, yeah. Yeah, because it's you're, their dark moment. It's what right. leads. And you're questioning what it is, like, I mean, from chapter two. And it was done in such a way that I don't like secrets in books. I, I'm the same way. And it was this <laughs> secret, but it wasn't even a secret that we, the reader, knew he was keeping. So had we known what the secret was... I think that as a reader experience, it would have allowed us to give him a little bit more grace, a little bit more leeway. Or if he had talked about the secret with his parents, because he has these really amazing parents. Right. And a really amazing I, best friend. Right. Like I, he's like keeping this big thing from like everyone. And it, I feel like if he wouldn't have kept it from his parents and his best friend, it wouldn't have been as big of a thing if that makes sense it wouldn't have annoyed me so much because you know you're not going to meet somebody and start dating them and then give them all your baggage on the first date right <laughs> right like you're not just going to unload that <laughs> but for his humanity for me as the reader to really connect to him as a character and to to be cheering him on and to say to Palmer, you know, give him a chance. It's going to be okay. It would have helped if we had known his secret. Because again, because he's holding on to this secret, because we never see him really vulnerable. We don't seem, yeah, we don't see him deal with it. Like we just know he's got, there's something, <coughs> something that's caused him to retire besides just his shoulder. Well, and again, because we don't see his vulnerabilities, it makes him shallow. And so, therefore, it's another character that we're lacking depth in. <coughs> and I felt like he could have been a such, a, such a better character if we just got some of that depth. 
Yes, I I agree. Like, and and their conflict, like it was, like you said, it like kind of revolves around this the secret that he's keeping, and it it just felt unnecessary because he hadn't worked through it at all yet. Right. Right. Now, some of the things that work really well in this book is the small town is fabulous. Right. She has Ohio small town like down. Like, yeah. yeah. Yep. And the place that Palmer works for <laughs> was incredibly intriguing. And it was very so well done. Like, I can imagine what it would be like to work there. The the mechanics and the characters. She works at a place called Schoolies. Which is kind of a graveyard depot for buses. Yes, which I looked it up and there's like this whole like network of schoolies. Okay. <laughs> like like bus yard, bus graveyards that like people like exchange parts through. So, yeah. So it was just, that was incredibly well done. Um, and her best friend Val... Like, I would really yes. love a book about Val. I thought she was a great character. Yes, she was. She's much, sounds bad, but like she's much more dynamic and like in your face. Well, I felt like she had more personality when she's on the page. She's owning those pages. And that was the other thing, you know, like uh, Cole has a best friend named Fish, who is also a baseball player or retired baseball player. He was yeah, really I think he's great. Still, yeah, still playing. He was a really great character, and again, I was like, okay. When, yes. when those two characters were on the page at any form, they owned the page, and that's a problem because it wasn't that yes, book, right? Because that's, I mean, I thought the same thing. I'm like the side characters are stealing the show here. Like, I want to know more about like what's going on at her job or at, at the like diner type place that Val works or yeah. the sporting goods store. And right. You know, there were some small town elements that I just wanted more and things just lacked depth, you know, and it wasn't a short book. I think it was like 300 and some odd pages but it just, I just felt like we just got the surface of things and there was never really like this in-depth. And that's not typical for Adriana Locke. You know, typically we get a lot of emotion and these really well thought out characters. And this book, it, it, it was, it's just okay. <laughs> it's just okay. There's nothing wrong. There were no huge errors. It was well edited as far as like no typos, no grammatical errors, sentences made sense, the structure of the story moved, you know, it, it hit the points you want to see in romance, meet cute, you know, getting to know each other, the passion. And, and that's the other thing. There's only one scene between the two of them in this whole book. <laughs> It happens at 51% and it felt forced. It felt like there was a checklist. Yes, because like, I think I told you, I was like, that's it. Yeah, like there's They're one done. scene and that's not typical of Adriana Locke because she has a book where there's a scene and it involves food on a table, like in grapes. Anyway, um, 
It's very, very detailed and good. So this didn't, this didn't fit that, which is why we say, I think it's important to note that this book is published by Montlake. It has the trad pub checklist. And the, like um, too many pins in the book, like yeah. I feel, yeah. And I don't feel like this is the best example of her work. And I don't feel like this is, um, it was just okay. Solid three star. If you're looking for something easy and don't want a lot of depth, it's a good space filler. Um, it is. But it just wasn't the best thing I've read this week. Yes. So anyway, um, Jenny, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance. Thanks for having me. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.